Hello, friends. Welcome back to Bitcoin and Markets, the show that keeps you ahead of the curve in Bitcoin, macro, and related topics. Today, we have a great episode for you. We are going to be taking a look at the Triffin Dilemma and work through what it is and if it's applicable today or not. We hear a lot of people talking about the Triffin Dilemma or using it, uh, Triffin-esque type arguments uh, for inflation from pundits within Bitcoin, macro pundits. The big one I noticed is Lynn Alden. I think Luke Groman uses a similar type of argument. So uh, I wanted to look into it, see if it's legit. Is there evidence to support this? And, uh, you know, what can we take away from the Triffin Dilemma? So that's what we're going to be doing today. Last time we took a look at the Thucydides Trap. I had a lot of fun researching that episode and recording it. Got a lot of good feedback. Um, one thing I forgot to mention in there is my reason for doing that uh, episode was a specific Kaiser Report episode where they talked about the Thucydides Trap, and they talk about it quite a bit. Uh, I wanted to push back on this idea of centrally planned communist state surpassing a relatively more free market West. And so, I mean, I've noticed it all over the place where people are really loving on China versus the West. And so I wanted to push back on that, that uh, central planning communism does not look good for the future. If you haven't checked it out, go check out that episode. Okay, um, let's get into the Triffin Dilemma. Before I get started, I wanted to let you know that this is a listener-supported podcast. I've been trying to make a difference in Bitcoin for years with this show, uh, spreading sound information and healthy, I think, skepticism. Many folks making waves today in Bitcoin have credited this show with being pivotal to their introduction into the space. So if you would like to support my work, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and Markets. You can find us there. Or become a full member over at BitcoinAndMarkets.com and sign up to become a supporter there, a paid supporter. I have fantastic free content, of course, this podcast. I take part in another podcast. And I have a member newsletter or at least one piece of member content that goes out every week just to the paid members. So my goal this year is to get to 500 paid members. And you can help me to that goal by going to BitcoinAndMarkets.com and signing up today. Thank you to all my current supporters. All right, let's get into the Triffin Dilemma. All right, let's jump into this Triffin Dilemma. I'm going to include a couple really good links for you guys to go in and read. There's a BIS paper uh, that I'm going to read a little bit of, but uh, it's a real long document, so if you want to get in more why uh, about Triffin Dilemma and why it might not be applicable, uh, then I recommend reading that. Um, I'm also going to put just a couple other links in there for you so that you can uh, do a little bit of research on your own. Always do your own research. But uh, let's get started with just the Wikipedia article or entry for Triffin Dilemma. And uh, I think there's a lot of confusion out there. What is the Triffin Dilemma? Uh, because of things like Wikipedia here. In the very first paragraph, they get it wrong, okay? And so we're going to go through that. The Triffin Dilemma, or Triffin Paradox, is a conflict of economic interest that arises between short-term domestic and long-term international objectives for countries whose currencies serve as global reserve currencies. Now, this first sentence is okay, 
because it's talking about short-term versus long-term domestic and international objectives for a reserve currency. So we have to have all those things, um, domestic, international, and reserve currency. That, that's what we're talking about here. Now, this only outlines a Triffin-esque argument. This doesn't outline exactly what Triffin is about. And that's a very important point. So let's continue reading. This dilemma was identified in the 1960s by Belgian-American economist Robert Triffin, who pointed out that the country whose currency, being the global reserve currency foreign nations wish to hold, must be willing to supply the world with an extra supply of its currency to fulfill world demand for these foreign exchange reserves, thus leading to a trade deficit. And that's wrong. Okay, there... The original Triffin was not worried about a trade deficit. A trade deficit actually would have been a good thing to Triffin because he was worried about the capital account. Okay, so there's two parts to a balance of payments for a country. Uh, you have the capital account, which is all about assets and liabilities. So when a foreigner purchases uh, real estate within the United States, say, or stocks, or anything, they are sending their assets in. So the, that's a positive for the capital account. When the, the reverse is true, when the U.S. when a U.S. citizen or, or entity buys assets outside of the country, it's shipping capital outside of the country, right? So the capital account is about assets and liabilities. The current account is about the balance of trade, imports and exports. All right. Now, when you have a trade deficit, that means you're importing more than you export. And that leads to money going out on net, right? Money will be leaving because you're using, you're buying more than you're selling. And so money is going out. But on the capital account side of that is actually a negative for the foreign reserves. So the foreign reserves have to go down. Domestic reserves go up when you have a trade deficit. It's the reverse. So Triffin was actually, when he was worried about the capital account, he was worried about assets and liabilities. He was worried about a drain on the reserves of the country. But when you run a trade deficit, you actually plus up a country's reserves to balance the trade. By definition, this is a you know, an equation they have to equal. So when you run a trade deficit, your country's reserves are actually increasing and the foreign reserves are depleting. And this is the opposite of what Triffin initially said. The reason why Triffin got uh, really popular was because he made the speech in, in Congress in 1958 uh, and then wrote a book in 1960. And he was detailing out why the U.S. would have to go off the gold standard of the Bretton Woods system. Uh, because the U.S. was running a trade surplus. Because we were the manufacturing center of the world. And we were exporting more than we were importing. And so the U.S. reserves were being drained. It's the exact opposite of the argument that people make now when they argue about current account. Uh, Trade deficits are bad for uh, the dollar and bad for the United States. So that's the whole meat of the issue. Also, what Triffin said 
was he said that there was a very fine delineated line that when total assets held by foreigners in the capital count, right? The total assets held by foreigners was greater than our gold stock. Let's say we had uh, 10,000 tons of gold back then that backed the United States dollar. And if foreigners held U.S. assets that exceeded 10,000 tons of gold's value, there would be a run on the, the gold stock. Okay, so as soon as we cross that line of liabilities being over amount of gold stock, there would be a run on the gold and the system would collapse or be forced to, to end. And that's what Triffin was talking about. And that's pretty much what happened. Um, not exactly, because he thought it would lead to a deflationary bust like uh, the Great Depression. Okay. But it actually led to uh, when they did go off the Bretton Woods system in 1971, 10 years after this book came out, 11 years after Triffin predicted this, they actually had an inflation, right? There was a lot of inflation, the great inflation of the 70s. So even though he got like the idea right that he said that we would have to go off a gold standard, uh, he got the reason and the result wrong. But people forget all about that, right? Because actually in 78, this is after we went off the gold standard, he went back and revised some of his things saying why he was wrong. And, and so that him being wrong about deflation was actually kind of forgotten. He just, that he was right. Uh, about going off the gold standard. So that kind of gave this Triffin dilemma kind of an air of correctness when it wasn't really correct. He was accidentally right in the first place. All right. And he was talking specifically about the capital account. So now when Lynn Alden and others that use a Triffin-esque type argument, they're using a current account argument. And it's actually exactly backwards. Okay, upon editing this, I wanted to explain this a little bit more. So it's the exact opposite of Triffin because when you have a current account deficit, so you have more imports than exports in your country, then the rest of the world is sending you assets, right? Whether it's in the form of finished goods, uh, raw resources, um, you know, toys, <laughs> uh, textiles, whatever, and uh, so we're, we are importing more assets. And you can see this by looking at the household balance sheet of the U.S. It's continually ticking upwards, roughly at the same rate as the trade deficit. So there's more assets being accrued within the United States. And this is exactly the opposite of what Triffin was worried about. And throughout the 60s and most of the 70s, I believe there's only one or two years, in the 70s that we had a, def a trade deficit. Uh, but most of that time, it was a significant trade surplus. And Triffin was worried about sending our resources and our assets outside of the United States until it became this tipping point where there was more of these claims outside the United States to dollar denominations of gold stock. And so then there would be a run on the gold. So a current account Triffin is actually the exact opposite of what Triffin originally was worried about. Um, I will leave a link just, just to a simple Khan Academy video that explains balance of payments. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, let's see, what should I read from this um, working paper? I can just read the abstract here and then 
but it's again, it's really good, has a lot of economic history in it. And as I was researching this and reading Triffin's comments to Congress in 1958, um, you know, it's very interesting to read what they thought back then, what the idea, because he was saying that, you know, this gold has this certain it factor. <laughs> He's saying this to Congress in 1958, and it's legit that gold has this it factor. It's, it's uh, money for a reason, and paper money, reserves held, in lieu of gold, so like uh, British sterling or U.S. dollars held in lieu of gold, is a new phenomenon that hasn't really caught on completely. And so it's just interesting to hear him talk about that in front of Congress. But I just want to read the uh, abstract here from this uh, BIS working paper titled Triffin, Dilemma or Myth by Michael Bardo and Robert McCauley. Abstract. Triffin gained enormous influence by reviving the interwar story that gold scarcity threatened deflation. In particular, he held that central banks needed to accumulate claims on the United States to back money growth. But the claims would eventually surpass the U.S. gold stock, and then central banks would inevitably stage a run on it. He feared that the resulting high U.S. interest rates would cause global deflation. However, we show that the U.S. gold position after World War II was no worse than the U.K. position in 1900, yet it took World War I to break the Sterling's gold link, and better and feasible U.S. policies could have kept Bretton Woods going. This history serves as a backdrop to our critical review of two later extensions of Triffin. One holds that the dollar's reserve role required U.S. current account deficits. This current account, Triffin, is popular, but anachronistic, and flawed in logic and fact. Nevertheless, it pops up in debates over the Euros and Renminbi's reserve roles. A fiscal Triffin holds that global demand for safe assets will either remain dangerously unsatisfied or force excessive U.S. fiscal debt. Less flawed, this story posits implausibly inflexible demand for the supply of safe assets. Thus, these stories do not convince in their own terms. Moreover, each lacks Triffin's clear crossover point from a stable system to an unstable one. Triffin's seeming predictive success leads economists to wrap his brand around dissimilar stories. Yet Triffin's dilemma, in its most general form, correctly points to the conflicts and difficulties that arise when a national currency plays a role as an international public good. What they said in there, uh, if you caught it, was that there's no clear uh, crossover point. So like I said in the original Triffin, as soon as liabilities went over the gold stock value, there would be a run on the gold. But in the current account Triffin that Lynn Alden and others speak of, there is no clear delineation of when it becomes a problem. You know, just that, oh, the dollar will weaken. Well, some people like a weaker dollar then that will be a balancing effect, right? If the dollar weakens because we're importing too much, then it will make our exports cheaper and, and plus up our exports. There is no like systemic risk in a current account Triffin. And the fiscal Triffin I actually uh, like a little bit better because it talks about um, actual U.S. bonds, U.S. treasuries being this safe asset and that the demand for treasuries is so great uh, that 
you know, if the U.S. doesn't run big enough deficits and go, um, you know, increase, continually increase the debt, then there's problems around the world. And that's actually closer. But once again, this is not quite a dilemma because there is no clear defining line between when it makes the system unsustainable or not. So it's, it's Triffin-esque, but it is not Triffin Dilemma. That is it for this one, guys. Thank you for joining me. My name is Ansel Lindner. This is Bitcoin and Markets. This is a listener-funded podcast. To find out more, go to bitcoinandmarkets.com. Uh, that is where you'll also find the show notes for this episode. And while you're there, subscribe to the free weekly newsletter. Uh, that is the best free weekly newsletter in Bitcoin called the Fundamentals Report. And check out the Discord. We're building a nice community over there with lots of simultaneous topics and rooms going at the same time. So BitcoinandMarkets.com and you'll find all of that information. Thanks for listening. See you next time.